When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Will Tom Brady come back for one more year? How many years have we been asking that question? <laughs> Blake said 10. Will Will Tom Brady come back for one more year to play in the NFL? And, and if so, where will it be? We are the Out of Bounds Show, presented by the New York Strip. Oh, and a side of crab meat. Let's go with some uh, hot tamales as an appetizer. Started off with a long branch bourbon old-fashioned Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. That's a Whiskey 61 feast right there. That's right. New York Strip, side of scallops, long branch bourbon old-fashioned, and uh, KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. We're 105.9 The Zone ESPN. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're streaming again, which I guess if you're listening, you know that. Uh, but the stream is back. You can stream us on TheZone1059.com. TheZone1059.com or the Out of Bounds radio app. We appreciate you streaming, listening, however you do it. Terrestrial stream. Watch us on YouTube, Facebook. Love it. Mike Dettelier will join us at 8.30, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. And then, and he, he knows all about Walker Howard. We had already done a hit on it. We'll do another one now that it looks like he's heading to uh, Hottie Toddy Land. And Ryan Fowler, 109 the game, Tuscaloosa, afternoon drive. He's more than familiar with Pete Golding. So those are our two interviews today. We had Zach Selman on yesterday. He is on the podcast. His interview is. He's not like, you know what I'm saying. His interview is on the podcast. Apple Podcast or Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. We would love for you to subscribe. And uh, the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line is 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at Bo Bounds. And your Ag Up Equipment John Deere Tractor text line is 601-885-3776. Dak Prescott was in fuego. I'll steal from Dan Patrick uh, last night. Uh, five TDs total, four through the air, one on the ground. Uh, a completion percentage that was awesome, especially after those first three passes. Two were not good throws. The third was not caught. Uh, on the first possession, and uh, Dak carried the Dallas Cowboys like he has since 2016. It's all on him this weekend. 
And you'll see it on Twitter if he does not play. If he is not exceptional, spectacular, unbelievable in San Francisco, they are not going to win. It is that simple. It, this is not hard to to figure out. Um, this is all on. It was all on Dak at Mississippi State. Fair or unfair? And uh, he doesn't live in a world of you know the Kansas City Chiefs, um, some of what the Pittsburgh Steelers have done over the years, what the Eagles have done this year. Um, hell, what the San Francisco 49ers have done with three different quarterbacks, uh, right? I mean, they started with they wanted Trey Lance to to take the reins. He got hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, does a nice job. Uh, he got hurt. Now Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, is is the quarterback. Most of you don't know him for the San Francisco 49ers. This is how good Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are, and D'Amico Ryan. Mm. They've won 11 in a row. 11 in mm. a row. Mm. And they are nasty physical on uh they on defense, they play downhill just like John Lynch played when he was at Tampa Bay and Denver. Um they they play downhill on defense. And so this will be a monumental task, but hey, that's why you play it. That's why you go through all the grind. These guys um spend thousands of hours working out and 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 putting their bodies back together and so on. So here we go. Cowboys at the 49ers Sunday afternoon at 5.30. I plan on calling Blake about 5.45, about 15 minutes into the game uh, to bother him. But uh, I'm excited and you're excited. And Blake mentioned we have three of the four NFC East teams. You have A.J. Brown and the Philadelphia Eagles who didn't have to play last uh last weekend because they were number one seed and they got a bye. You have, we mentioned the New York football Giants mm. in which Brian Dayball and Daniel Jones have done an amazing job this year. And it's really unbelievable. And then Dallas, I just mentioned Dallas and Dak. And it'll be on Dak. Dak's going to have, against a defense that doesn't even like to allow an inch, Dak's going to have to be pretty special. And we'll see. Uh, this is probably a game where you're thinking, why in the hell didn't they keep Amari Cooper? I agree. It would have been easy. Other teams do it. The Chiefs do it. Miami Dolphins added a piece. Eagles added a piece. The list goes on and on. Um, San Francisco's favored by four. All right. Like, yeah, well, I was going to say, that game, or that day Sunday, too, you have Bengals, Bills, and then Cowboys 49ers. Could the NFL script a bigger Sunday for the divisional round. There, that's a lot. Three out of the four QBs. <laughs> that's a lot of star power. Yeah. Joe Burrow, right? Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. And then the fact that the 49ers have won 11 in a row. And Shanahan is the, the he's already been to the Super Bowl. And the pride of the West Coast. Look at all those other teams. Yeah. They're all Eastern teams plus Kansas City and the West Coast yeah. of San Francisco. So they're the only team left standing out there. Uh, I and that's a historic, I mean, Cowboys 49ers, how many highlights will they play over the last 40 years of those two teams meeting, right? Well, I grew up on the Dwight Clark catch, okay? And so when I was a kid, that the, the Cowboys had owned the set, not owned totally because the Steelers were unbelievable and Madden got one and so on. But when I can remember football starting in the early 80s is when Bill Walsh and Joe Montana were starting to get it going. And Tom Landry and the Cowboys were going the other way. Yep. And that play in that pass 
in the end zone, you know, that was one of those things that kind of catapulted among many for the San Francisco 49ers to make their run of four Super Bowls, three with Joe Montana, one with Steve Young. But, and eventually my guy, Jerry Rice would join the team after that. Right. And that was a big deal when you were a Mississippi kid. Uh, Craig, uh, not Craig, Roger Craig. And, you know, they had John Taylor. Oh, and one of my other favorite players for San Francisco, Ronnie Lott. Yes. I loved number 42. Yeah. I thought Ronnie Lott walked on water. I did. No, and that, so you're, remember we had the draft party and those four guys came in with, with like, I they were like Letterman jackets, but NFL style and like fully decked out they were in, cool. in 49ers gear. And they were like, we go to, you know, three home games and three road games a year or whatever it was. You're talking about two of the biggest brands in the 49ers and the Cowboys that stretch so far outside their regional footprint, right? There's 49er fans True. all over the country. There's Cowboys fans, when you win big, all, all over the country. Yeah. So I, I just think it's, you know, and then you get Bill's Bengals, which are the two two of the three hottest young quarterbacks in the league, Burrow and Allen, Mahomes will be waiting on the other side facing Trevor Lawrence. Well, I mean, two that's phenomenal QBs yeah, too. Yeah. But the question's always been like, okay, well, Mahomes, as crazy as this is, Dak is the oldest QB left in the playoffs. Really? Mahomes is the second oldest left. That's crazy. Dak's 29. He's the oldest. Mahomes is, is 20, Dak 29. Mahomes is 27. Everyone else is younger than that. So the question's already talked about, is it Burrow or Allen? Who's going to kind of establish themselves? Could Joe Burrow make it back-to-back Super Bowls? Wow. Bengals, Bills. I don't know what the weather will be like. It was actually decent for Buffalo standards uh, last weekend. All right. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, Our guests will join us on the Patron Tequila Guest Line. It's super premium tequila. It is delicious, too. 100% blue agave. Patron Reposado. Patron Añejo and Patron Extra Añejo. All aged at different levels, but all super premium tequila. You can find them at Briarwood Wine and Spirits. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot and believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
Prescott with another dub heading to San Francisco in the divisional round. Cowboys 49ers. Blake mentioned how that somewhat, yeah, it did because it bled into the 90s when the Cowboys, you know, found their way again. That's right. Um, the Cowboys left the grid in the 80s. Tom Landry stayed too long. They couldn't figure out the quarterback position. Uh, you know you know the drill. And and then San Francisco took over along with the Redskins and the Giants in the 80s. So those three dominated the NFC. But in the 70s, it was the Cowboys. Uh, then Redskins, 49ers, Giants did a lot of winning in the 80s under Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs and Bill Parcells. And, but then... Cowboys, y'all know, hired Jimmy Johnson, got Troy Aikman, put the number one or number two defense on the field, and then we had it going again between Seifert and Jimmy Johnson. Um, although you could say Jimmy really took control of that. It, he wasn't there long. Uh, the two egos, you know, were just weren't going to work. With Jerry Jones did not like it that Jimmy Johnson got all the credit, which he deserved, for putting the team together, both personnel-wise and and coaching it on the field. And y'all know the rest is history. But they did rekindle that rivalry, Blake. Um, and then it kind of went away because both teams stunk it up um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, and, and so on. Jerry was hiring, you know, guys like uh, Dave Campo and, and, and Wade Phillips and Jason Garrett as head coaches. San Francisco was screwing around. And now today... They're winning. Kyle Shanahan is the dude. He's already taken the 49ers to the Super Bowl. And they're within, I mean, I'm talking about a fingernail winning that game. Um, and they have won 11 in a row with rotating through three quarterbacks. Which is remarkable. But, but not during that time, but y'all know what I mean. It is remarkable. I mean, it, it, it's truly remarkable. Look, what Cooper Rush did for the Cowboys early in the year, and it's easy to forget, was a great job. What Mike McDaniel did, taking Skylar Thompson Agree. and figuring out a way to even make it a game in Buffalo, great job of coaching. But Kyle Shanahan doing it with Lance, Garoppolo, and then Purdy. I mean, the guy's a freak. We remember last year that the Cowboys lost 23-17 to the 49ers in the first round, wild card round of the playoffs. But before that... What was the score? 23-17. Okay. At home, by the way. Okay. In the wild card round of the playoffs. Yeah, they worked last year. Yeah. They worked that staff and everybody yeah. else. So the previous time that they met in the playoffs, you have to go all the Let way me get, back. Can I guess? Yeah, absolutely. Ninety four? Five. Damn. It would have been the ninety four season, okay. but for the ninety five playoff, okay. you know, in January, ninety five playoff. Uh the Cowboys met the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game, and they lost 28-38 in Candlestick. Okay. That was 95. In 94, the Cowboys hosted the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, won 38-21. And then, of course, 1993, if any of you watched the game last night or have watched any of the NFL over the weekend, you would know it was the last time they won on the road. 1993, they won in Candlestick. That was Jimmy, though. That yes. was when Jimmy was and still it was there. Troy's, it was Troy's first run to the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, that was the 93-30-20 they won in Candlestick. Okay. To, Against Seifert and Steve Young. Yeah, it was the last, or 
at the time, we didn't know, but it was the last road win in the playoffs for the Cowboys was that 93 win that at Candlestick. Incredible. Yeah. So they have a chance to right some wrongs and go back to Candlestick and win again 30 well, not years Candlestick, later. But well, yeah, they Levi's, got the new place in Santa Levi's Clara, Stadium, yeah. Which is evidently, I haven't been, but it is, is pretty damn amazing. I was looking at, you know, the game. I was watching the game last night and thinking that you and I have been to Raymond James twice, and I, I really like that stadium. It's it's really cool. It had a few most more NFLs, people in it. <laughs> yeah, it think, was weird. I don't know. <laughs> again, most NFL stadiums are kind of generic, but uh, it's it just doesn't quite have the uh, character character of some of the college stadiums. However, I haven't been. I've, I've driven by Three River or whatever they call it now in Pittsburgh on the way to the Penn State Ohio State game um, a few years ago. Of course, we've been to the Dome and and Falcon. I haven't even been over to Dallas's stadium. Shame on me. I've, I've never I've had a couple opportunities. I've never been to a NFL game. Well, we've so. got to write that. And and I've said we were going to do that the last couple of years. And, and we've, we've F- got to do that. Football season gets busy. Golly, it does. <laughs> and, and NFL games aren't ideal for us because uh, we got to be ready to roll. It means, it means you have to screw up the Monday show is yeah. the problem. Yeah. We would but have it, to do it, the show from New Orleans, which yeah. isn't bad. Or Dallas. Or Dallas. Uh, yeah. Okay. I want to switch gears Let's real do quick. It. Before we go to Mike Dettelier, all right? Uh, National Hot and Spicy Day. I was thinking about oh. food. Food that's good, hot and spicy. Oh. Um, one that jumped out at me this morning as I was looking at that was, you know, and, and I'm really talking about food with a kick. Not crazy. Like when guys go machismo, you know, I need to see how much it, heat it, I can. It's I'm not just, a chicken wing with extra hot sauce on it. I, yeah. Right. I'm just talking about a culinary flair Correct. with a kick. Correct. Shrimp and grits. Oh. Oh, okay. I've had some that's bland, some with a kick. I'd rather have a little kick. Speaking of hot and spicy. All day, every day. Gumbo. Of course. Feels like Cajun food in general. Okay. You need some kick. What about here's something else I was thinking about this morning. You can do so many different things with eggs. And then I was thinking take that to omelets. There are omelets that I've had with, like, crab meat and jalapenos. Ooh. Okay? Depending on where you're wow. brunching, New Orleans, Charleston, you know. Wow. 30A, some of the other places. Nashville, my gosh. Talking about restaurants that have popped up uh, left and right that are slinging some insane brunch. Uh, your your Ding Hao dish. Oh, hot pepper chicken. Hot pepper chicken that you put us yes. on a couple years ago. Yes. Um, you got to go any Asian you, Thai food. Yeah. All no day. doubt. Uh, one other one I was thinking about was like, uh, I had a spicy jalapeno and bacon flatbread. And I thought that was sp- when you, what you can do with flatbread this day and age is limitless. Can I take it here? Okay. Cause you just said limitless and you made me think about bread. Okay. Chicken and waffles with a spicy maple syrup. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue, B3 does chicken and waffles. Uh, and, and and really, you know, when, when, when Patrick Kelly rolled out chicken and waffles at Julep, uh, it had been done maybe a couple other places, but he nailed it. Uh, I like what you're talking about with a little spice there. But when I'm thinking grits, and you're going to mix it with whatever you're, whether it's shrimp or something else, a kick, hot and spicy. I, I, I'm I'm in on that. Let me let me tell you what Wendy does. The uh, 
jalapeno cheese from Mississippi State. Yes. In grits several times a year. Yeah. And then you can yeah. do whatever, you know, if you've got your crispy bacon, you can play over there and you've got your scrambled eggs. Uh, sometimes we'll we'll cut up some deer sausage and add it to the grits. And you so you got the jalapeno cheese from MSU. You've got your grits and you've got some deer sausage in there. That That's hot and spicy. So I was just thinking can about it. Something else that has to be hot and spicy. Since and I'm okay with wings that have a kick in them. What is what is it that we like so much? Thai chili. That that is a good yeah. sauce that Salad Mookie's does in Madison and Jackson. Yeah, the, not surprising that it's good because it's from Salad Mookie's. Right. Something that we're about to because we're entering um, like Super Bowl party season. If you make Rotel cheese dip, it's got to have some flavor. Got to have yes. some kick to it. So Don't Wendy, just do cheese. Wendy di- takes about seventy percent of the cheese out of it because I don't like thick typical southern you know and she puts more rotel in there and let me just tell you and now you have to have the jalapenos on the side so once you get the chip so you go into the rotel then you add the jalapeno on there and then you are living right we may have to do that sunday for nfl playoffs no doubt about that oh man out of bounds 105.9 the zone espn brought to you by the ram trucks Jeep Wranglers, Jeep Grand Cherokees, Mac Hike in Flowood, MacHikeFlowood.com. Mike Dettelier coming up next on Walker Howard and uh, the playoffs and maybe where Tom Brady will land with the Raiders. Who knows? At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This is the SEC Insider Hit. And it's presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. Walker Howard leaving LSU. Is Ole Miss the destination? A lot of confidence within the Ole Miss fan base. I think he did a quick drive-by at TCU. Is there really anybody else in the mix? And then... Are you surprised there isn't, if there isn't? We'll see what happens. We're going to bring in uh, our friend Mike Dettelier, who knows uh, Walker Howard and the family. Strong ties to LSU and decides to uh, transfer after one year. This is the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Brought, brought to you by Sound and Communications. Soundcomav.com. Sound and Communications. Mike Dettelier on the Patron Tequila Guest Line. Mike D., uh, what happened at LSU, and where is this young man headed? I'd heard some rumblings a couple weeks before the bowl game uh, that Walker basically was uh, felt that he was told by someone on the coaching staff that he would be the number two guy. Uh, at LSU, and that uh, he would get a chance to, as soon as Jaden Daniels uh, did his kind of um, 
appearance in the bowl game that he would be the guy. And all of a sudden it became Nussmar. And that didn't go down real well. And so I'd heard that rumor. I wasn't sure if it was true or not. Uh, but it came from somebody that uh, I felt knew a little bit about the situation. And I think Walker wants to play. He wants to play now. He doesn't want to sit around. And uh, with Jaden Daniels returning to LSU for another season, he wasn't going to be the guy. And I think he's looking around to find a place where he's the guy. He's going to be the starting quarterback. So it uh, it opened up a lot of avenues. It was a little bit of a surprise uh, because normally I think like that, you uh, you have a situation where with an experienced coach that he can calm down that situation. Walker was a legacy guy. Uh, his dad, uh, Jamie, had been a starting quarterback at LSU, and he grew always grew up being an LSU guy. Uh, but uh, I think he he wants to play, Bo, and uh, he wants to be the starter today. And that's what pretty much led to the fact of him leaving. And I think he felt it came down to a Brian Kelly decision where he picked Garrett Nussmeyer over him. Okay. being the number two guy. Were you surprised that Brian Kelly picked Nussmeyer over Howard? Yeah, to be honest with you, because uh, I always felt Walker would be the guy um, for, especially in 2024, that Walker would be the guy and that Garrett would be the guy to leave. But did the bowl game sort of give you a little preview of maybe something that's rolling through Brian's head that he'll play too next year? And you saw Jaden, and you saw a lot of Nussmar in the bowl game. And you saw a little bit of Walker, a little bit. But remember, these practices have been closed since August. So yeah. the, I, I think that basically what that told you was uh, Walker felt strongly that Brian Kelly selected Nussmar over him. Okay. So do you think, I mean, Walker Howard is way behind in playing time at the college level to Jackson Dart. But if this plays out, so Dart played about four or five games at Southern Cal, played all year at Ole Miss. Um, if this plays out, Walker Howard to Ole Miss, do you believe that he can make a run at Jackson Dart? Oh, yeah, I think he can. He's he's very gifted as a passer. Really is. He's very accurate. Uh, he's smart. Um, he throws a uh, very catchable football uh, in that, uh, you know, he his timing is really good uh, as a passer. You can see it. And he, he's got some movement skills. He's, you know, he's not going to be stiff in the pocket. Uh, now he can't run as well as Jackson. Okay, that that's the one thing I give Dart. He's he's pretty doggone good in that category. But when you're talking about just throwing the football and um, 
I got reminded about this, that the Saturday of Manning uh, last year, and, and Archie normally will go to the head coach and say, hey, send me your starter. And uh, Brian Kelly sent Miles Brennan. But, you know, Archie thought about it for a little while, and he decided that, uh, you know, maybe he should invite, you know, the the the, the backup also to, to come to Manning. And what happened was Brian Kelly sent all of them. Jaden Daniels uh, sent Garrett, and he sent Walker Howard. All three went. And uh, Archie knew Walker because of his dad. He knew certainly Nussmar because of his dad. Didn't ha- didn't have any connection with Jaden only because you know he was at Arizona State had not had that connection. And watching all three of them throw the football that morning, just sitting there watching, it was obvious. You know, kid, there was no pass rush, nothing else. Walker Howard was the real talent throwing the ball. I mean, he he had a really strong morning throwing it. He was impressive. And and I'm sure that that was there during the practice sessions, that, uh, man, he could hum it. And, again, he's he's got it upstairs, and he's poised, and he understands his game at a certain level. And there that's a genetic code there, too, uh, with him. He, he gets it. So whoever gets him, I think, is getting someone – that uh, has a real strong chance to be a starter for 2023, if it's TCU, if it's Ole Miss, wherever. And he was a national recruit. He could have went anywhere, anywhere in the country. He, he was he was that talented. Uh, everybody was down to try to get Walker, and he ended up at LSU. So I think for Walker, the, the big part of this equation is, where can I go where I can play in 2023? So um, for Lane Kiffin, it's that's the sell job. That you know you're going to be my guy, and they can tell you anything in January. <laughs> you know I've had that's a lot right. of them tell me uh, different things. Coaches tell them in January. Uh, I do know because of uh, you know Sonny Dykes. Um, I know Sonny from his days when he was head coach at Louisiana Tech. Um, that was his first head coaching job at the collegiate level. And so I got to know Sonny, and, and he knew the area pretty well. And also, I think he's always sort of kept tabs on, on what's happening uh, at LSU, just like I think most schools close if maybe somebody kind of falls through the cracks. And he, he got Jack Besh, who is real close with um, Walker Howard. And so Jack is at TCU. The, the wild card in the equation, I said this the night it broke, was I knew because there are certain people on that staff at Florida that help recruit Walker, was University of Florida and Billy Napier. There are a couple uh, coaches on that staff that really went hard uh, to go after Walker. And so, uh, you know, it. but it looks as though the two teams that are really after him, certainly TCU and Ole Miss, 
And if there's a dark horse, I think it would be Florida because it's wide open there. It, the, the quarterback spot is wide open at Florida. And he does have a connection with Billy Napier and some of the assistant coaches uh, that's on that staff that were at LSU at that time. What do you think that Walker Howard would eventually take the job from Dart either by August or a couple of days in? I mean, a couple of games in or no? Well, if you get into the spring, you, you'll see it very quickly how uh, how well he could run that offense. And I think it would be it would be tailor made. And the same, I, I felt the same way about TCU with Sonny, that the uh, offense that TCU runs is tailor made for Walker Howard. So I think wherever he goes, he's going to get assurances he's the guy. Is it true because his father's been so successful that they're not asking really nil market price? They're just more. Uh, concerned about uh, a cleaner, clearer path to playing time? I'm not sure about that particular part. I I do know the one priority for him is they want a spot where he becomes the starter. That's evident. If if that's the case, then why wouldn't he have stayed at LSU? Mm -hmm. If If that was the case... He could have stayed at LSU if he wasn't the clear-cut guy. Uh, I think he wants to go to a school where he is going to be the starter. Uh, i got a four-year-old grandchild that could figure that one out real quick. <laughs> I mean, you know, you stay at LSU to be the backup or you, you go somewhere to be a starter. Come on. It, it, we're not splitting the atom here. I think he wants to go somewhere where he becomes the guy. And I think he saw he's looking for the the path to give him that opportunity, uh, you know. And I'm sure they had a lot of other schools that called for Walker to go in there, but he also took a little at that depth chart where it's not as clear cut. Mike Natillier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. Interview brought to you by Sound and Communications, SoundcomAV.com. Um. Okay, Mike, so if with what happened last night with, with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, it wasn't the season that they wanted. And do you think that Brady will move on to the Raiders? Do you think he will stay with the Bucks? Do you think he goes to Fox? If Mike D had to bet $500 on it today, where would you go? Well, uh, I would keep my money in my pocket about him going back to the Bucks. That's not happening. Um, I do think he plays again. And, and that's just a gut feeling, that that he does not want to end it like this. And to a certain extent, Bo, it, um, it's sort of painful to watch because this is almost like watching a great boxer try to string this out, that, you know, he once was a certain level and – he he is stringing this out. Um, if it would be me, I think it. Uh, I would know, and I think he knows deep down inside that his greatest days are over with. But there is something that burns in him that's a little different than most people, and he's got a desire 
to continue to play. It is was obvious uh, through the personal situations when he would not give assurances that 2022 would be his final year. Okay, if you're not thinking that part about it, then I think he would like to give this one more shot somewhere. So if it's with the Raiders in Las Vegas, with a guy he knows very well in in McDaniel, or if it's possibly in San Francisco, now, now Purdy, he, he kind of put, you know, a stick in the spoke with that because of how well he's played. Would he go back home to his sort of hometown team in San Francisco? And But you never really know with Brady. You think you know, but when he became a free agent, there weren't a lot of people that felt Tampa Bay would be the landing spot. You got some of them that say it today, but they didn't say it back then. Um, it wasn't the most likely spot for him, and yet he ended up there. But I, this is just a gut feeling. If I had to put 500 bucks on it, I'd say he plays again. Okay. All right. Mike Dettelier on the Out of Bounds show. Derek Carr, to your to your team and your town, Houdat Nation? I think it, it's at least one of the teams in consideration. So I think Derek's going to have more than one team very interested in him, to be honest with you. Uh, listen, there's just not enough starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And it's a question of where does he want to go and what type of deal can you work out for it? And it's going to be pretty quick when, when it happens. Uh, if I'm Dennis Allen at this point, uh, and a lot of people here, well, bring me the young quarterback through the draft. Okay, that's great and fine. And I don't necessarily disagree with it. But if I'm Dennis, am I going to hang my hat on a rookie quarterback? No. Okay, you got one year. But let's say, uh, and I don't know how much is going to change in 2023. Am I going to go for again? a situation where, well, I'm, I'm going to go with the rookie quarterback. He's going to save my job. It's not going to happen, you know. Hey, Bryce Young ain't coming here, okay? So I think for Dennis, I think he would try to look around to find that veteran quarterback, and certainly a Derek Carr would be someone that you would have to think about long and hard. Okay. Sean Payton. But for me, he would not be number one on my list. Who would be? I would. I would try Lamar Jackson. I would try to do a deal for Lamar. Uh, the Saints were all in on Deshaun Watson. There, there's no ifs, ands, buts, and maybes. They were all in, and they were ready to give up a lot of draft capital. Uh, to Houston for Lamar. What they didn't uh, kind of figure out was that Jimmy Haslam would come in with guaranteed money, which I'm sure really irked the other 31 owners that he guaranteed the entire amount of that contract. Uh, 
but um, he would be the guy that I would have the most interest in. Okay. Sh- Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans on the Out of Bounds Show and the Patron Tequila Guest Line. Mike D., Sean Payton, where does he go? Well, let me find out what happens in L.A. first with the Chargers. Because if you eliminate the Chargers, let's say Spanos decides he's going to give Brandon Staley another year, which I don't I don't think he deserves. <laughs> uh, but, um, man, when you have a stacked roster the last two years and it ends the way it ends, what more can what more can you do for him at that point? But if Spanos decides to do what he has done in the past, and that's be cheap, and he keeps Staley, then I think the two the two most likely spots would be Denver or Carolina. You got two mega rich owners, and they all rich, <laughs> but not like these guys. I mean, you know, you're talking about Walmart money in Denver. And David Tepper, um, I think Forbes had him at $18 billion. But I think that's an underestimation. And uh, I've talked to some people who do these sort of estimated deals. And uh, they've been caught in the past with certain people who feed them information that's not correct and they overestimate their worth. I think with David Tepper, he under uh, they undershot on Tepper. He's he's you know in the twenty somewhere, but still, when you got that type of money, it, it's not a question of money. Can you woo him over? And uh, so I think he'll have his opportunity either way. And uh, I think it's coming very quickly with Denver that interview, and then uh, late in the week it's it's with Tepper in New York. And I've been told by people who know Tepper pretty well that when he wants something, uh, he can be very persuasive about <laughs> how he gets it done. Okay. And listen, when you're a billionaire, okay, man, you can't spell patience, much less have it. That's not how you earned your money. You earned your money in a pretty quick manner. And they... I think look around at these assistant coaches. Both of them played footsie with Jim Harbaugh. I think both of them saw what kind of flake he is. And and I think Jim would be the first to admit, you know, he's got some idiosyncrasies there in him that just sort of you you raise the eyebrows up a little bit. I think he's a really good coach. I really do. And a very good NFL coach. You can poo-poo that all you want. He won 69% of his games with the 49ers, with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. So all I'm telling you is, um, you know, I think Jim would have liked to go to the NFL. I really do. But something wasn't quite right. And and maybe the interview didn't go really well. well. Who knows? But I think all indications were that Harbaugh was looking to get into the NFL. And maybe the price wasn't what he thought. Maybe the interview didn't go like he thought, and he heads back to Michigan, where he's sort of beloved there for what he's done so far. 
and putting them back on the college football map, despite, you know, getting beat by TCU. Uh, so uh, Sean becomes the guy now, and I think he'll have his his pick of where he wants to go. But I think Denver and Carolina, because of ownership and the way those guys operate, is going to catch Sean's eye quickly. But the one kind of trump card to throw down would be if Spanos decides he's going to get rid of Brandon, uh, then it would then all bets off. Then okay, what it, it, Manhattan Beach? Yeah, he's near his daughter, no doubt, yeah, who lives in Santa Barbara. And Justin he's Herbert. in L.A. You know that 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 opens up everything again. Uh, Mike, uh, I got one minute or less. Cowboys 49ers. 49ers have a better roster. One eleven in a row. It's at San Fran. They got a two-day head start on the Cowboys. However, Cowboys are pretty good. Uh, real quick, how do the Cowboys win? Dak has to play another game like what he played last Yikes. night. That was the best I've seen Dak Prescott play throughout his pro career. I mean, he, he, you couldn't script it any better for Dak. But uh, San Francisco, you're right. And that defense is hellacious. They get after you. They're really good. But the Cowboys got to run the ball. Uh, I, I think that is going to be a key against San Francisco because you're not going to have great success early, but you got to keep pounding on them. You, you can't get away and just throw it all on the quarterback. You're going to get in trouble. I like San Francisco here, but, man, I tell you what, that's going to be one heck of a football game. If the Cowboys play anything close to how they played Monday night. Mike Dettelier, NFL Insider, on the Out of Bounds Show. Thank you, Mike D. Be good. Thank you, Bo. At Mike Dettelier on Twitter. This segment was brought to you by Sound and Communications. Soundcom, A-V. The leader in audio and visual powered by sound and communication. Soundcom. AB.com.